0: Um, if you've ever received an etol bill, I mean, how much was it? Can you maybe tweet us or WhatsApp us on on our WhatsApp line zero six zero five five two seven three zero three? Have you ever paid before? And what do you think those gantries should be used for as well? I can think of dozens of things. I mean, mm-hmm. can you imagine blocking two ends of a freeway and having a big shindig there? <laughs> party. <laughs> Highway party, like a New Year's That's street bash. You know, oh. a New Year's street bash, <laughs> and then like you've got people swinging from the gantries, and then you've got, got a oh wash. Uh, Car washes and (laughs) Amapiano dances on top of the gantries. It's all happening. All right, Rob. Interesting stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, Ever received a ETOL bill? How much was it? And have you ever paid? I wonder. Send us your comments on our WhatsApp line. It's 6.45. Let's uh, look at other matters. And earlier we were talking about uh, October being Pride Month. And um, we understand and we realize and we see that the queer community is dealing with a lot, especially matters of mental health. I mean, we know that uh, October being Pride Month is a month that really, amongst many things, geared towards celebrating um, and advancing the freedoms of queer people. But we also know that in reality, not every queer person is living freely. So what is the impact of this on their mental health? And is there a space in which to ventilate these issues as well? Let's chat about this. The mental health needs of the queer community and joining us to chat about this is clinical social worker Sean Zimunya. Good morning, Sean.
1: Good morning to the best breakfast team in the world. Oh.
0: We like that. We like that, Sean. We love it.
1: In I, fact, I hope that qualifies me for a Christmas present, PS5.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will also settle the ETO bill as well, just for good measure. <laughs> sure. I mean, let's talk about um, the main issues here. I mean, what are they? These these issues that are affecting the mental health of the queer community.
1: I think it's important for us to look at it from a human rights perspective because we're talking about human beings. Mm. So it's firstly the stigma that they face, the labeling, the stereotyping, the prejudice that they face, even when they try and uh, reach out to receive help. There's discrimination. Um, The need for affiliation is not met because in so many spaces they are not welcome. Mm. If we look at how many countries around um, south africa that are surrounding south africa that actually have made homosexuality illegal mm. that just gives you a picture so if somebody were to go on holiday like given what's saying having to worry about all of that mm. over and above that in as much as we have a very advanced constitution that guarantees rights the fact of the matter is on the ground that's not happening we see so many attacks uh, corrective rape as people term it mm. against people that are queer or in the homosexual community. So this victimization, um, social exclusion, as well as many obstacles um, that they face when they're trying to access quality health care, these are the reasons why there's so much stress, depression, Mm. anxiety, and ultimately even substance abuse. Mm. Sean, it's Lindy here. I mean, we know that just getting mental health care resources in this country is a struggle on its own. So I can only imagine for the LGBTQI plus community, You know, walking into a clinic, trying to explain to them that you're depressed, being mocked and laughed at, how much more difficult would it be for, for that community? I would say it's a hundred times more difficult, mm. um, primarily because we don't have healthcare professionals that are culturally competent. Mm. Yes, there are some that have opened up spaces. Um, I have a number of friends that provide services specifically for people in um, this community, mm. and So that actually helps. But the truth of the matter is there are very few spaces where they are taken care of in the way that they ought to be, where they are respected, where their dignity is respected. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of healthcare professionals, for example, that have so many backward attitudes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They forget that they took an oath to protect people and to serve people. So when somebody walks in simply because they don't, fit into whatever we deem to be social norms, Mm. then their treatment is different from the treatment that everybody else gets. So this is why a lot of the times they end up not reaching out for any kind of help because the spaces are just not available.
0: Mm. So what can we do as family, friends, colleagues, I mean, you know, to to really just um, support, um, you know, queer people? First off, live
1: and let live. That's, that for me is the, of prime importance yeah. respecting somebody's choices understanding the fact that in as much as you may not agree you don't have a right to dictate how somebody lives their life so there should be acceptance on the family level There should be inclusivity mm. um, There should also be support on a social and even on an emotional level and we need to challenge many of these unhelpful attitudes that go around we need to love unconditionally Encourage dialogue if it's a topic that you don't understand. Before you rush off to judge, right, try and gain some level of understanding. Because the funny thing is this. You have people that, for example, use try and use the Bible as a reason why Mm -hmm. we shouldn't accept people that live differently. Yeah. But those same people have a thousand concubines, and nobody says that anything about that. (laughs) So (laughs) judgment (laughs) is what is killing us. So there should be non-judgmentalism. We should create safe spaces, even in workspaces. Absolutely,
0: Sean. I appreciate you always such great clarity when we speak to you. So refreshing. Sean Zimunya, clinical social worker, speaking to us. And we did ask you earlier, as a queer person, how free do you feel to be yourself in different spaces? At work, school, family, different social spaces in your community. You can send us your voice note, 060-552-7303. All right, coming up next, we'll speak to the kids because that's always a vibe. And we're asking about uh, cool careers. And we've got our sing-along, which is loading as well. You want to know what it is? Here it is.